Expounded Universe, Season 6, Episode 11, Daddy Warshanks. The book, Vector Prime by R.A. Salvatore. The year, 1999. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. And welcome back. It's Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Novel Discussion Podcast. I don't know, Expanded Universe Novel Discussion Podcast, who cares? Eh. Who who among us could properly say they care? I mean, definitely not me. I cannot say that I care. <laughs> no. Are there things in the world that you can say you care about? Like, I mean, there's plenty of things I could say I care about. Oh, I can say I care about whatever you want, whatever yeah. I want. <laughs> I really care about frogs. <laughs> Do you? Well, not really. Huh. If you saw a frog, would you even be excited? I mean, I might be. I mean, I'd be like, hey, little, little frog. I mean, it depends on the size of the frog as well. If it's a big old frog, I'd be like, look at that big frog. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a pet store in town I know of that's got the biggest frogs you'd ever see. Where is it? Why, it's in Point Loma. You were supposed to say Calaveras County. Oh, yeah. Well, except that those aren't big frogs. Those are good jumpers, not big frogs. Big jumpers. <laughs> Just like I, I wear. You, you know that that's an actual thing, right? Like, they really do have the Calaveras County jumping frog competitions every year. Yeah. And that, I think it was in the 80s or 90s, someone tried bringing in the largest frog in the world to see if they could, like, trick the competition with it. Uh-huh. So they got these things called Goliath frogs from Africa. They're like... Yeah, those things are huge. In- incredibly, like, dog-sized frogs, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll bring these in. It turns out they can't jump for shit. Yeah, because they're, they're too, huge. They're too big. They're too big to jump. So I don't think of them as especially big frogs. Yeah. Now, if we want to talk about big frogs, what I was t- thinking of is a Pac-Man frog, which is uh, basically like, what if Jabba the Hutt was also a frog? Yeah. I do like that you just completely glossed over the fact that I said I wear big jumpers. It was... <laughs> I it was very I nice of you. I, I maybe didn't hear that, but... It's you, possible. You it's, kind of don't hear things when you have something to say. It could also very well be that I'm not from 1830, and so I don't associate underwear as jumpers like you do, Grandpa. <laughs> hey, now, jumpers are an entirely separate thing. Uh-huh. Sure, you're right. And, and also, laundry mangles come in a variety, too, don't they, <laughs> old-timer? <laughs> I gotta go down to the river, wash my jumpers. <laughs> They're the kind where they have the snaps in the back so you can make boom booms. <laughs> I gotta go outside and make poopsies. <laughs> uh, well, at least I can finally not be the old one, even if it's only for a joke. John, chapters 21 and 22, where did we leave our heroes? Well, when last we left our heroes, they had triumphantly turned the tide of the incoming coral skippers mm-hmm. through some uh, fancy flying and combined minds for the three solo children yeah they had turned their minds into one and uh blew up a whole bunch of dudes in an asteroid field and made it so that the planet defenses had time to get ready and uh unfortunately anakin lost control of his shit and had to just punch it to light speed as Uh, fast as possible he did the classic thing that you do in star wars which is punch it and then when people are like don't punch it you might go into a star he's like i don't have time to worry about that and he didn't he was fine he was like "Ah, punch it it'd be really great if just once that story ended with someone like punching it into a planet or something it's whoops i mean i wonder what is i tried to look this up Uh, what happens if you punch it into something no i tried to look up uh it, for our bonus content for this, patreon.com slash systemmastery $2 level. Ooh, look at that. Working in the plus. Oof, baby. Oh, man. I'm throwing some extra uh, beef jerky in your monthly payout this year. <laughs> month. This yearly month. I said this year month, and I meant this here month. It's this fine. a year month. This a year month. Uh, but I was trying to look up what actually is the whole hyperspace thing Mm -hmm. because they keep talking about like oh well like what if you run into a sun or through a planet or whatever and i go okay but do you create like a wormhole or are you just going real fast i think you're just going real fast because it creates basically like i tried to find it and it was like it creates a tunnel but it's just a tunnel that makes you 
stop using the laws of physics, essentially. Mm -hmm. But you still have to have shields so that little bits, like particles in space, don't just rip through your ship. I am very confused by it as well, because as we've established in previous episodes of uh, Expanded Expounded Universe, go to patreon.com slash systemizer $2 level, uh, there are like demons and stuff that live in hyperspace, yeah. which is... Uh, what is if exactly because it, it means like oh that's an actual thing that you would go into but it's not it's just a thing that makes you fast okay well let's let's rationalize this by comparing it to the fastest man alive the flash uh barry allen barry is, allen is the flash by the oh, way okay yeah barry allen by the way patreon.com slash system slash barry allen slash barry allen <laughs> the two dollar level will tell you who he is he's the flash whoops shit uh there's other reasons to do that uh okay so <laughs> He often runs into what's called the Speed Force. Where Indeed, he, he's like in a time tunnel, and he can go. And there's there's like gods of speed and his grandparents and shit. Yeah, and there's like, there's uh, time demons and yeah. shit. But it, by the same token, while he's doing that, he often slips on marbles that were put on the ground by an enterprising villain. Yeah, which means that he is both subject to the stupid shit that happens to the Flash on a daily basis, uh, and also crazy nonsense interdimensional travel at the same time. So I would I would postulate to you, sir. That the same thing is true of hyperspace. Well, I would point out to you that he never trips while he's in an actual speed force tunnel, just when he is using the speed force to move quickly. Oh, okay. So we think that there's a difference between the two. Yes. So do you think maybe there's a difference between entering hyperspace and... Because we have to account because for... Because one is entering the speed force and one is using the speed force. Yeah, you know, noticeably in, like, the Flash TV show, he often enters the speed force by just a portal appears and it's all, like, thundering. Yeah, he just jumps into it. And he's just like, ah, I jumped into the speed force. And you're like, shouldn't you have to run fast to get in there? In the I mean, he does. He has so, to move quickly to get in there. But he is moving. I guess he's just doing that thing where he's like, I'm vibrating or something. No, nah, man. He always has to run. Does he? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, we have to account for Holdo. <laughs> account for Holdo. Holdo must be accounted. And see, Holdo hyperspaced into some ships and blew them up. See, now, the the thing with that is mm-hmm. that allegedly it's because she was close enough to them that the jump wasn't actually at full hyperspace. It was just going ridiculously fast. So are we saying that the only concern that people have from jumping into hyperspace, besides creepy hyperspace demons, uh, is the potential of coming out of hyperspace in a planet or star or something? No, what I was finding was that you still had to have shields that specifically protect you from debris in space, like the little tiny space rocks that would just punch through your your ship, Mm -hmm. because you are technically still going through space. If you were to fly... Through hyperspace, through an asteroid, you would hit the asteroid and die. Okay, so we are saying that that hyperspace is not the speed force. It's just you're going really fast. Yes. That is our official opinion. Now, the only reason that we have digressed this hard is because I bring this up because Anakin has no shields on his TIE fighter. That is correct. The TIE fighter is unshielded. So his punching it into hyperspace... I mean, almost guaranteed should have killed him. Yes, definitely. And again, just because uh, we, we need to use the correct terminology for this, he's not in a TIE fighter, stupid chapters. Quit saying that. He is in a, a TIE vehicle that isn't, in fact, used for fighting, though. Mm, like, yeah, that, 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 that doesn't fly. He's, it's not a capital F fighter. That's not, it's a, no, it's a no. TIE first, lowercase first of all, it's fighter. It's TIE fighter uppercase all the way throughout. I'm the kind of asshole who Yeah, checks. but when I was speaking, oh, I was saying a lowercase I'm F. not mad at you, John. I'm just disappointed. I'm, <laughs> I've got my usual low-key disappointment regarding you. Oh, I've got a lot of low-key disappointment. <laughs> Marvel! Why does he have Thor, Thor as a cat head all the time? <laughs> uh, okay, now, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, yeah he, that's, he should not have survived the jump. Yeah, that's, that's where we left off. He had punched uh, it. He had indeed punched it, <laughs> and uh, Leia and Han were going after him in the Falcon, mm. and Leia heard her baby boy with the Force. This time she didn't just use the dark side to blaze a trail to him like she did in uh, Crystal Star. No. No, she's doing it the fairway this time. Yeah. But it turns out the all the tension of him blasting off again uh, is is minimal, because this chapter opens up with him being like, and I'm fine. There's a brief moment where he's like, can anyone find me? Is it my duty to die here? <laughs> well, I mean, that I mean, was chapter. It doesn't actually open on that, does it? It opens on Luke landing. Yeah, it's basically starts with Lando giving Luke a tour of the nonsense crap that they stole from the enemies. It turns out that they managed to crash a coral skipper right into the planet's surface of Dubrillion. 
and so there's a, a, a coral skipper with a couple of dead uh, Vong in it, and all of their tools and techno or biotechnology lying all over the place. Yeah, and Lando, like literally, as Luke gets out of the spaceship, is like, "Hey, come with me. I got to show you something." Yeah, Lando's just like, "Hey, man, check all this crap out. We've got a ship that's basically just." One big piece of coral. Mm-hmm. We got some weird mask thing attached to it. We don't know what it does. It's got a weird little knobby bit on the front, and I'm not sure what that is, mm-hmm. but it's also a living thing. All of this stuff is alive. What the hell, Luke? This is real weird. So Luke is interest- instantly very interested in it. He's excited to learn all about it, and uh, he's like, oh, wow, look at that. First things first, he identifies that the Coral Skipper is shaped like a little Star Destroyer. It's yeah. basically just a rough triangle, which saddens me. Because we had had... I mean, I was just imagining it was a meteor. Well, we thought... Didn't we go ahead and establish that they were Cocoa Puffs or in, in the previous... That, that they were all just big old old, old scat-fashioned tricks flying around through the galaxy? Yeah, just a big, weird, hole-pocked, like... Tricks. Tricks. Yeah. Just turning tricks in space. They're just tricks. And the different colors of, uh, of fruity flavors that, will, that, uh, that a toucan can find uh, represent different ranks of the pilots. You're mixing up your cereal mascots. Trix oh, is a rabbit, not Trix a toucan. A You're right. The toucan is uh, follow your nose to fruit loops. loops. There you and go. These things aren't shaped like fruit loops, are no, they? No, those are from whatever the uh, Hapens. The yeah. Hapens have fruit loops. Yeah, the <laughs> Hapens have fruit loop ships. Oh, uh, man. So- every non Republic or Empire ship is some kind of cereal. It's true. You know, I, I've seen pictures of Guri's The Stinger before, and it's shaped like that little fish thing that's in the uh, non-marshmallows of Lucky Charms. Oh, yeah. So I think I think we can definitely confirm that that's actually a correct thing. And the Hapens are probably co- closer to Cookie Crisp, because they don't have a hole in the middle. <laughs> I got a hole in the middle. <laughs> I know, and I hate it. Ew. Thanks. Uh, anyway, Luke's like, wow, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. He's like, this thing's, an, you know, it's an alive coral chunk, uh, festooned with other little alive things. Yeah. And Lando's like, I have no idea how this works. It can turn better than an A-wing. It's got ridiculous firepower that we can't figure out how that happens. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it uses the same thing that it does for shooting like the little molten things it uses that for propulsion as well yeah, like it'll just shoot that out the back apparently this thing's got impulse and warp drives in the form of it can poop so fast that it flies or same <laughs> or it's it's got rudimentary doven basil type technology uh stuck to the front of it that it uses to uh, they don't they don't use the term here but it's just uh they, it has things that can sharpen gravity fields yeah to cause and it to go fast you know, they, they reference it as basically like, this isn't so much piloting a ship as it is riding an animal because this thing's alive and the person inside of it is basically just steering a living thing around. Yeah, they notably, Luke refers to the, the ship as a mount at one point, which is uh, which Yeah, is it's adorable. like, oh, it's, it's not a pilot, it's a companion. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Luke jumps in the cockpit and starts trying stuff on. Well, yeah, because Lando's like, we have no idea how this works or what that does because no one is willing to get into the weird alien thing and stick a gross, like, mask on their face that's made out of gooey flesh. And Luke is just like, oh, I love that shit. Let me do it. Yeah. The one thing I'm a little disappointed about throughout the course of this description of Luke's up-close encounter with a coral skipper is that there's no point where he tries to use the force here at all. Yeah, I was really expecting him to, like put a hand on the ship and be like oh it's it's afraid <laughs> they're afraid well we we know that wouldn't work because it's extra galactic in origin and the force is literally in the expanded universe limited to the galaxy but he i mean he kind of does because when he jumps in and puts the mask on it starts talking to him in vong mm-hmm. which he doesn't understand yeah but he also goes like oh hey uh this thing can fly by eating rocks and i know that because it told me it's hungry yeah it eats rocks and it can use when it eats rocks it eats rocks and shit's glory (laughs) it eats rocks to both re uh fuel and reload as it turns out yeah uh and it specifically doesn't tell luke that it tells 3po that later when luke makes 3po put the helmet on uh but anyway, he hops out. He's like, this is really cool. This is interesting information. And then he sees Mara standing in the background who has been told about Chewbacca. So she's standing there looking like deadly sad. And Luke's like, oh, shit, you didn't tell me everything, did you? So- yeah. Something happened. Yeah, he's on his way to go get 3PO. And then Mara's just like, oh, oh, honey. Oh, hun. 
we Lando Lando didn't want you to freak out before he showed you the spaceships. So. Like he, if for some reason, he was just like, "Oh, come with me. I need you to look at my cool new toys." Anyway, Chewbacca's dead, but look at all this neat stuff I got. Well, it's has. like gooey Christmas in here. He probably has a Leia level of ter- appreciation of Chewbacca. He's like, "Oh, Han lost his dog. You might want to take it easy for a day." <laughs> now Han and I are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> friendship ended with chewbacca now lando is my best friend uh so wholesome so yeah that just sort of makes luke remember all the things that he's lost and he's like oh i'm sure han feels just as bad as i did when obi-wan was cut down by vader he probably- oh you remember things that happen in star wars movies <laughs> he probably feels terrible and but- lando's like no he's actually doing fine he took it all out on his son <laughs> uh and then luke spends the rest of the two paragraphs that are basically him going that's sad just remembering other star wars movie stuff he's like remember when obi-wan became part of the force and yoda became part of the force and my dad became part of the force <laughs> chewbacca's part of the force now too i can't wait to see him outside a campfire on the ewok planet boy howdy i can't wait for him to show up and then just wave at me maybe he'll bring that wolf man and and the the eel monster with him and then at that point he's just like anyway no time for crying over spilled wookies there's work to do yeah because he is like all right well here's what i learned there's an ice planet and i think now that i've seen this that they are inside the ice planet because this this garment that they are wearing is like a uh like a wetsuit well he's like we saw these things come off of that planet Mm -hmm. there's no surface base on it i saw the planet there's nothing on top of it they have to be below water so i need to get in there are there mining spaceships for mining frozen water planets? <laughs> I love that Lando's like, please, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Yeah, and Han, or Han, excuse me, Luke is like, oh, I forgot. I'm talking to the universe's richest man who buys every new spaceship on a whim and keeps them in a garage. Broken, of course, so that there's a little extra tension. I, I love that basically Lando is the world's biggest fail upwards mm-hmm. person in star wars where it's just like what do you do oh i've mined every planet and all of them failed i mean not for me of course for my yeah. workers but every time <laughs> all of my business ventures have gone tits up but don't you worry about that i've turned a profit yeah i sleep in two beds at night luke every morning i wake up in a big pile of money and every night i go to bed on a big pile of dead ugnots <laughs> <laughs> i'm a monster luke <laughs> I'm the worst uh, person, but let me tell you about my collection of golden parachutes. <laughs> yeah, no, it turns out that Lando, literally, anytime there's a prototype spaceship that's that does any kind of utilitarian function, so like not Empire and... and, and uh, yeah, he's not getting rebellion. fighters. He's, bust, he's yeah. just like, oh, did you come up with some new thing to do mining that you have not used before and is just a prototype? I will take it and either study it and like make more or try and figure out how to turn it into something else yes yeah so he buys all of them and then he stores them in his giant fleet parking lot over in destrillion this the, yeah the, he has the, the a whole planet, planet for his other garbage nonsense yes this is ridiculous how much money did they have they decided he has at this point but he's like yeah i have a water boring ice flyer uh it's broken though it's like first of all why is it broken if you're gonna if you're turning him into space jay leno that shit should be pristine no nah, man he just hasn't had his guys go through it yet. I mean, this is definitely something where he's like, look, I have thousands of stupid-ass ships. I don't send my engineers to fix all of them when I don't need them. I guess the question at this point would be, why is it broken? Well, probably it never worked in the first place, because he only buys prototypes. Yes. So it'd be like, what is this? Oh, it's some garbage that they never actually got functioning, but I could probably get it going. Which is bad choice. Based on the history of prototypes. Anyway, he's like, yeah, I have something. Well, when, when can you have it here? Oh, I could literally have it here and fixed and ready to go tomorrow, Luke. It's like you ride a big see-through dildo, and then it dr- and you get shot at a planet out of a cannon, and you kind of dr- uh, drill your way into it. Yeah, you got a big ice vibrator, and you have mm-hmm. to get shot out of the vibrator cannon at a planet, mm-hmm. and then... And then it goes right in the planet, whether the planet wants it or not. Yeah. And then uh, blows apart the ice, mm-hmm. and you get right into that uh, water. Yeah, it looks like great. Get that thing ready for me. And now let's check in with our foot with with, with everyone else, <laughs> because I think that's the end of that conversation. He also still wants to retrieve three PO. 
Well, yeah, that's... Oh, I forgot. As, as the conversation's winding down, he goes for a little walk outside, and he gets a little moment where he feels a, a, Anakin's presence off in the distance calling for help somewhere, and he's just, like, smiling to himself. He's like, I could go rescue Anakin, but there's no way Leia didn't also get that message. Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, hey, I did have, like, you know, I heard it, and my first instinct was go jump in the Jade Saber and save him, but... Leia's already out there. She heard it. It's fine. Everything's fine. I don't need to do backup or like radio Leia or whatever. So radio in and just go, hey, did you get that? Yeah. You definitely got that, right? It's not like I'm 15 times the Jedi you are. Yeah. It's not like you have spent literally no time training for this and that is all that I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Where else are we? Uh, so he goes and gets 3PO. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, hey, 3PO, they, when, put when on this come, mask. When they come back, yes, because 3PO's in the Falcon still, isn't he? Well, no, this is, he has his little moment of, oh, they're out there, whatever, doing things. Uh, and he's like, oh, they got Anakin, great. Okay, okay yeah, because there's a little moment here where they go get Anakin. Anakin's just sitting there going like, am I going to die out here? If I die out here, it'll be just like when Chewbacca died on Cern Padal. No, that was last week. Was that last, was that last chapter? Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, it's just that well, they Leia, and he hugs his mom. Yeah, yeah, Leia and Han get him, and they're like, oh, is he going to be dead? No, he's fine. Okay, well, has his dad forgiven him? Yes. Okay, great, moving on. Yeah, he's like, oh, you, don't you ever pull a stunt like that? Yeah, you're in trouble for a different reason now. Oh, I'm always mad at you. <laughs> I'm a bad dad. This is And also, record. I don't like Christmas. <laughs> I have to work on Christmas this year. Oh, I'm smuggling on Christmas. <laughs> Turns Dad, out I'm smuggling presents for Santa Claus. But Dad, you said you'd be home for Life Day's Eve. <laughs> I've got my big game that day. <laughs> well, too bad, son, because you know someone has to pay for Life Day, right? <laughs> you think it's free to hang out on Kashiak in a big red robe getting high with Wookiees? But don't you know, someone did pay for, for Life Day. It was Wookiee Jesus. He <laughs> paid was, with his life. It was Chewbacca. I did say that, Wookiee Jesus. <laughs> uh, anyway, they pick him up, and he's fine, and everything's fine. Anakin's fine. We're all fine. How are you? Uh, so they go, yeah, now they go back, and now uh, or, uh, Luke can have his C-3PO. Yeah. 3PO... Very nervous about putting on a weird flesh hat. I'm surprised it works, if I'm honest. I know. I was like, wait a minute. Shouldn't this, like, actually connect with the flesh of whoever is in it Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I'm transmitting stuff to your brain? Yeah. Because that's basically what happened. But no, I guess apparently it goes over your head and then, like, flesh speakers start going in your earbuds. This shouldn't work. These things are, like, antithetical to droids. Well, they're not. I mean, sure, technically it's the Vong who hate droids and not all of their, like... Yeah, group. it's not like the ship gives a fuck about a droid. Still, every single one of these things is designed to Because if the ship a- gave a fuck about a droid, it would always be broke. broke. It would never <laughs> have no motherfucking Indo to smoke. Anyway, <laughs> please go on. Uh, I will. I will. Thank you for breaking us up for that, though. Yes. Uh, no, like... Uh, it just shouldn't work, because everything else has been like a, uh, a interface where the creatures d- pull energy out of the Vong in exchange for doing whatever their purpose-driven job is. Yeah, but in this one, apparently it's just a fucking gooey earbud mm-hmm. that tells that 3PO, 3PO some whisper stuff. 3PO don't have ears. Well, he has sensors. He'd look ridiculous with ears. I mean, think about it. Picture 3PO with ears. <laughs> Picture 3PO, big ol' ears. Put some big ears on there. Put some Will Smith ears on there. <laughs> uh, human, too. Not like gold. No. <laughs> Will Smith's ears on 3PO. Will Smith's ears. It's like Will Smith put on a 3PO mask. <laughs> anyway, he's like, ah, yes, I do speak the language. It's quite similar to the... Janguin bar- Barbarian. Yeah. Janguin Barbarians. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for some of Han's uh, trademark. Shut up, 3PO. What what did they say? Oh, well, you're very astute for asking an interesting... Shut up, 3PO. What do they say? Oh, well, uh, uh, far be it for me, a simple, humble droid to... Shut up, 3PO. What'd they say? Yeah, there's three shut up, tell me what it said in a row here, and I'm uh-huh. like, come on now. So the first one is like, well, obviously it wasn't the Janguine Barbarians, because they've been dead for 300 years. Yeah, they're language got assimilated into the Mulululians. Mm-hmm. The Mulululians, of course, use, the, use their language to code how often and how fast sonic tra- uh, music tracks go. 
Hi, Mo- John. Moolaloo. Mo- Hi, John. I'm a deep. I'm a deep cut reference. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, eventually he's like, "Fine. This is what they said." It, it's like, "Oh, it's a message to Yeoman Carr. Uh, good work. You're. You're. We're glad you. You can sit tight for a while." Uh, it's movement of the Praetorite Vong is underway. Your part is done. Good work. Yeah, there you go. Great. We're doing it. And uh, they're like, well, what the fuck is the Praetorite Vong? Mm-hmm. And so some people are like, oh, is that a mercenary group? Is that some sort of weird tribe or whatever? And Luke is immediately just like, no, this is from outside the galaxy. Yeah, this is definitely extra, extra galactic, which, which isn't him being super smart. It's him having seen the telemetry data from the Belkadan. Yeah, he's like, uh, I saw some things and I don't think this is what you think it is. Yeah. So he's everyone else is like, are you sure, Luke? And he could just be like, oh, you know, I was on an extra galactic study station a few minutes ago. Uh, but instead, he's like, yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm positive. How do you know? Well, I'm Luke and mysterious. <laughs> I've got force ways of knowing. Uh, you're super impressed. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm super, super impressed. I'm super impressed. Uh, uh, so he, 3PO then finds out, oh, this is called the Coral Skipper. This is the story the of a girl. girl. <laughs> it's been... Uh, so, yeah, they're like, oh, it eats rocks and shit's excellence and it's hungry and it's afraid which we've already done but uh but yeah it turns out that luke's like well okay we're what my plan now thanks you thank you 3po my plan is i'm gonna take this mining ship and go invade their planet and i'm gonna take their equipment so i can like sneak in from the bottom and i i guess kill their leaders or something he doesn't I, i'm not sure what his actual goal is yeah well i mean go fuck shit up he wants to know what the actual shit is going on because a uh, class two star destroyer is coming in the rejuvenator mm-hmm. and it's coming with like a half dozen gunships and whatnot. And it's got a bunch of X wings on it because it's, you know, a fucking star destroyer. So it's got fighters. Well, yeah, of course. But he's like, I want to get there and f- like do some recon before we do this just to know what the fuck we're dealing with. Right. So that's his plan. And of course, the moment he shares his plan with anyone, Mara's like, well, obviously I'm going instead of you, stupid. Well, no, she's like, we're going to go. You're going to go into the little tube thing and I'll fly. Well, no, no. Her first thing is I want to be the one in the tube thing. And her reason for that is because she's sick, she's expendable. Yeah. And then he's like, Yeah, but because you're sick, you might fuck it up. So no. You might have a real. That's a great conversation. She's like. I'm going to be the one flying the tube thing because I'm less important than you. And he's like, that's stupid. You'd have a relapse while you're in the tube thing and die, and then we wouldn't get any good information. Because he's intentionally ticking, uh, taking the mean, pragmatic road so that she won't get offended that he's treating her like 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 a baby. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, instead, you're going to fly my support ship. And she says, well, what if I have a relapse in the support ship? Ha ha ha, you won't. And then he just walks away. Ha <laughs> ha, fuck you, wife. <laughs> Don't try to logic me. <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and she's like, well, I guess I've been argumentively circumnavigated. But we find out during this conversation that the little ice vibrator has, like, no shields to speak of. It has no weapons. This is the dumbest mining ship ever. It has no mining tools. I have no idea what the fucking point of this thing is. Yeah, it. the only thing it has is they're like, oh, you have to lie down, like, on your belly mm-hmm. and pilot it just sort of in a little tiny capsule. Yeah. And the only thing that it has is there's, on the front of it, it can shoot a, like, blast of hot energy. Yes. And that's how you get through the ice. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Right on my front. Yeah. Yeah. On on my front. Yeah. My stomach shoots hot blasts of energy. Yeah. Sort of. So... So yeah, but then when you once you're down there, you're still just one dude in a tube. Like, what's the what's? The, I mean, I guess it's a great way to slowly kill someone. If you're like, hey, go get underneath that ice. All right, great. Now you're down there. Uh, drown. I mean, the way out is just also shoot your way out the same way you came in. Yeah, and try and bring some stuff with you. Oh wait, you can't. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It's a pointless spaceship. I mean, I guess if it was like, what is this? It's a specifically scouting ship to see if you want to mine an ice planet? Yeah, the only other thing I could think of is, like, if you've built an underwater mining colony on a frozen-over planet, this is a way to get new personnel down there? Yeah, this is your way in and out? Yeah. 
but it's a super dangerous one. Oh, yeah. You'd think you'd be like, oh, no, we just built a permanent elevator up. Like, when they actually end up using it later in this in this episode, uh, the person who's writing it down nearly gets knocked unconscious by ordinary usage of this thing. Well, that's also because they're distracted. Fair. Okay, well, anyway, um, so this thing exists now, and now everyone's going to sit down and have a long conversation about what they should do. Well, Jaina and Jason and Anakin are talking, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, they're almost done with that ship. Yeah, Uncle Luke's going to take that weird little vibrator down into a planet? That seems dumb as fuck. Yeah, he shouldn't go. And if he goes, then Mara's going to go. And Mara will probably die because of how sick she is. You saw how sick she looks. Yeah, she slept just for like 12 hours, woke up, and was still tired. I don't mean same. Plus, the adults have left us alone for all of about 10 or 15 (laughs) seconds. So logically, we should steal that ship and go do it ourselves right now. No one is currently watching us, which means we should get up to hijinks. It's Anakin, why don't you go look at the Coral Skipper? I hear it's real gross. Oh, sweet. Oh, cool. And Jason and Jaina liberate the equipment from the Coral Skipper and the ice thing and run away. Yeah, they're like, look, you're an amazing pilot, so if anyone's going to take the... Uh, like The Mary Minor is the name of the the support ship. Yeah, the support ship that's going to shoot this thing in... It should be you, because you're going to be the best at being able to actually go in, like, the same route that Luke did around the sun. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go ahead and get into the fucking capsule thing, because I'm a ridiculous Jedi who can go into a trance, because you can't, like, just get into this ship Mm -hmm. on, like, the way. You have to be put in there... And stay in there the whole trip is the other stupid thing about this. There's no like, oh yeah, it just sits in a docking bay. You have to put it into a torpedo tube and there's like a little air gap that comes down to you. Yes. So the entire flight to this planet, Jason is just going to be force meditating inside of a giant vibrator. It sounds a lot like someone someone named R.A. Salvatore was reading a lot of prototype documentation from like the steerable things. Uh, torpedoes. Yeah, steerable torpedoes, XP-85 goblins, the belly turret of B-24s, uh, any of these sorts of things where you have to be like, well, you're going to get welded in there and we'll let you down when we, or we'll let you out when we land. Yeah, you're just in there and that's your life now until we are done. Yeah, so it's kind of a... It's kind of silly to see that in Star Wars terminology, with given that everything takes weeks to fly to. But in this case, yeah, you have to get in this get in this tube, get loaded into a spaceship, get shot out of a spaceship, and then get to the planet before you can get back out of the thing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's really poorly thought out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially given that once you once uh, Jason, who's who's using this thing, actually gets out on the planet, he just gets out of it like through a door. And you're like, well, couldn't you just spacewalk to it and get into it at, from outside the ship? Or no, because it's in, it's loaded into in a, a torpedo, torpedo tube. Couldn't you get a torpedo tube that loads from the inside for this thing? Yeah, well, he's only one person. Is he going to load a torpedo in there? I guess they need to take one more person with them. Yeah. use the force. Just use the force. The force is like having an extra couple of guys. <laughs> That's what the force is like. Yeah. The force is like a couple extra guys. Yeah, that's that's the power of the force. You need to convince someone of something, it's really useful to have a couple extra guys. <laughs> that's just a couple extra guys. In fact, unbeknownst to everyone, whenever anyone talks about the force, they mean a couple of guys that are standing right behind them. <laughs> the hey, for- I'm really in touch with the force, and then there's just like two buff guys with like bats and chains standing behind him. Look, the force says you should let me through. Yeah, uh, hi. I'm Joey Midichlorians, and this is my partner, <laughs> Salvatore Midichlorians. We're invisible goons. We're the Midichlorian brothers, and we're here to say, I'm about to fuck you up with a bat. Hey. <laughs> Why did you make it a rap? I don't know. I've just been trying to get into the rap game recently. Oh, Look, Sal- be- being an enforcer isn't my only interest, okay? I have hobbies. I know, Salvatore. I know. I'm your brother. <laughs> So before they leave, mm-hmm. uh, Jason's like, oh, we got to go find R2 so we can leave a message. Right. Because even though we are going to steal a ship and fly off like 
assholes. Mm -hmm. We should probably leave a message so that everyone knows where we're going like assholes. That's their whole thing here. The the problem with this is that they're trying to plan some kind of war effort, and they're like, we'll just steal a ship. That's the most useful thing we could do. And it's like, no, maybe you could coordinate that. Yeah. We'll just head off when no one's expecting it and not tell anyone, because that's the best thing you can do for war. We'll do it over and over again. (laughs) So so, uh, while they're Pulling off their shenanigans, they do leave a message as to what their plan is with Luke. But before Luke with R two D two R two for Luke, uh, before Luke can find out, we have to meet the captain of the Rejuvenator. Yeah, and uh, it's Commander Warshack. It's a little old place where we can get together. I thought it was Warshanks. Warshack. Is it Warshack? Okay. So yeah, his full name is Warshack Rojo. Indeed, no relation. No, yeah, he's not related to Rojo Trace as far as far as we know. Indeed, he's just the galaxy's second Rojo. <laughs> it's the only other Rojo we've seen. I mean, you can tell because his name is Rojo, where the first guy was Rojo. Exactly, Rojo Trace and and Rojo Trace are two very different people. This guy is. I, I'm picturing kind of a Howie Mandel, Warshak Rojo, just brings to mind the most awful Patton-esque person for me yeah i guess I, I i'm gonna be honest i pick i heard the earring and i pictured howie mandel right away like late life howie mandel like deal or no deal bald howie mandel with an earring <laughs> well yeah i mean he has a shaved head and an earring so i definitely understand where you're coming from here yeah so i'm just picturing buff grizzly howie mandel Ah, <laughs> uh, you've read my fic <laughs> so but Warshak is a Corellian captain of the Rejuvenator, and contrary to the name Rejuvenator, he's a hard fighting, hard fighting, farting fuck man. Yeah, his whole thing is he is immediately like, well, why don't we just go over to the fucking Helska system and blow this planet up? And they're like, because we don't know what forces we're up against. He's like. Oh, please, what could we be up against that I would give a shit about? I am in a Star Destroyer with several gunships around me. This is just some dudes in fucking tiny little coral ships. Who cares? And there's no point where they're like, well, don't you think they might have big coral ships waiting for us over there? Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, no, it's just it's a band of mercenaries that found some new tech and think they're all that in a bag of chips. I'm a war shack Rojo, and I know best. My voice is mutating. Oh, God. Uh, Girls, you've got to save the city. (laughs) So... Warshak is also kind of playing politics. Apparently, he wanted some glory out of this mission, so he's already been on the horn back to those senators we met way back at the beginning of this book and was like, yeah, you guys don't need to send more forces or nothing. We can keep this cheap because I'm Warshak Rojo and I own a giant ship and I'll just blow the problem up. Well, that is that is what Leia assumes he has done. Oh, come on. Let's, let's be realistic here. Leia's right. Oh, yeah. 100%. He's like, whatever. I assume this is just... Some shit balls mercenary outfit, mm-hmm. and I'll just go over there and route them. Maybe blow up their base if they have one, and if they don't, I'll blow up the fucking ice planet. I don't care. I'm in a star destroyer. Yeah, and senators uh, made up name, and I don't remember, or probably just like, yeah, of course, perfect, thank you, because we're corrupt politicians. Good yeah, job. Yeah, finally we can get back to the business at hand of getting uh, hand smuggling jobs or something. Palace. <laughs> yes. They palace both. Hand jobs. They're smuggling hand jobs into <laughs> a palace. We're smuggling hand jobs into the palace. <laughs> hey, what? What is this cart you've got? Oh, nothing. Just your <laughs> average fruits and vegetables. What's that sound coming from in there? Oh, nothing. Uh, it's someone uh, milking a cow. <laughs> yes, that's what that sound is. Mm-hmm. And you've got quite a treasure in that Haradri cube. Ah, uh, shake weights. We're selling shake weights in there. <laughs> Uh, good lord. Uh, okay, so Warshak's just like, <laughs> what the hell is that? That's the noise of jerking it. Oh. That's the jerking noise. All right, sure. I guess you're just using a gender-neutral jerking noise? Yeah. I think that's the right choice to do, and I applaud you for it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, all you really need is get a big old bowl of macaroni and then just stir it with a spoon. That's that's the masturbation noise. <sighs> I guess so. I thought the masturbation noise was nothing because I share a room with a little brother. When I was, gro- <laughs> was just whisper silence. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, you never light some candles, put on some nice music, get out the good lotion? <laughs> Honestly, no. I mean, 
Neither do I. <laughs> Why are we discussing our masturbation routines? Look, this is not good radio. <laughs> Look, normally we would reserve this for the afterthought. Patreon.com slash System Mastery, the $5 level. Yeah, that's the $5 level. That's where you get to find out our masturbation routines and receive an, an episode of John's Jerk Off Instructions. <laughs> Ah, uh, my famous J.O. instructions. They're really bad. <laughs> hey, s- now, now slap it. Now hit it against the door. <laughs> Bop it. Now stop. All right, now stop for 10 minutes. Twist it. <laughs> and now go outside. No pants. Flick it. Twist it. <laughs> Call- kill your parents. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> anyway, uh, Warshack is just gung-ho, ready to go. Leia is trying to be like, look, we've got... Like, six days. If we wait six days, we can get, like, a whole bunch of more uh, ships out here, like another two Star Destroyers. We can have an actual force go out here instead of just one ship and its little gun buddies. Mm-hmm. But he will have none of it. You th- you want me to wait six days for that wuss who's captaining the, the Star Destroyer microbead soap? Fuck you! <laughs> I will never wait around for the captain of Star Destroyer, Perry Winkle. <laughs> I'm not waiting for the loofah. <laughs> Look, if I wanted to wait for Bronzeberry Frost to get here, I would let you know. <laughs> Every one of them has a name like that, and I love it. All of them just came from the Bath and Body Works. <laughs> ah, springtime cherry lemon is on its way. <laughs> All right, sandalwood and cucumber, you're up. <laughs> so uh, the rejuvenate, he he pretty much is calling the shots because let's face it, he's a guy in a Star Destroyer, so he's like. And the other thing is, we know from the beginning of this, Leia gave up her commission to be on the actual council. Yeah, and I have so to she has that, no authority. I have to assume that means that Han has also retired, and so has Lando. Because they were well, both Lando's just, definitely retired. But Han was a general as of 20 years ago. Well, yes. In courtship era, he was a general. I mean, he's been a general for a while. I assume when his wife retired, he also retired. That's got to be what happened then. Because otherwise, he could pull rank and just be like, yeah. fuck you, buddy, I'm a general. Yeah. Hold still, you. I think you're a captain, right? Wait a minute. Well, I don't even know if that's true. Pa- uh, the uh, Star Stars usually had, had admirals all over them. Well, just em- all em- over him. Empire ones, anyway. Well, he's a commander. <laughs> he's Commander Warshack. He's, he's the good guy version of whatever... A- that sucks. Commander's like one lower than Captain. I know. And they gave him a Star Destroyer? That's They're like lousy him- with Star Destroyers. That's like giving Will Riker a Star Destroyer. You can tell he he's, just- not a- <laughs> he's not important because he doesn't have one of the fucking, uh, like... What are they? The Mon Cal ships. Yeah, if he had a Mon Cal ship, he'd be an admiral. Yeah, in this case, he's probably just the... Republic equivalent of a moth. Yeah, he's just like, what are you? A I'm goff. A- we call ourselves goffs. We the goffs. We got gabbins. <laughs> I painted my ship red because he goes faster. Yeah, that's Warshack now. Uh, but he's like, fuck it, we're going. And and he goes. Uh, and then Luke finds out that uh, Jason and Jaina left. Oh, yeah. Because he looks outside the window and sees the Merry Miner take off. And he's like... <sighs> God damn it. I don't even need to ask. I know who's on that. <laughs> yeah, well, he could use the Jedi powers he's born with otherwise. Or, well, he could use the Jedi powers, but he's like, look, it's who crazy. else would fucking take this? The only question is how many of those fucking kids are on that thing. Yeah, it's is it Jason and Jaina, or did they bring Anakin along? Yeah. So they <laughs> they run out, and they're like, 3PO and R2 are like, oh, Master Luke. And he's like, no time. I've got to go do a thing. They're like, but. Master Luke, shut up, 3PO. But R2-D2 has a message from Jason. Oh, I guess I should have listened to you. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, Master Luke, we knew you'd say no, so we left without you. You shouldn't let Mara Jade go on this battle. She looks awful sick. Yeah, it's uh, obvious to us that you guys are idiots and we're better than you, so peace, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> this message is coming to you directly from the wisdom of age. <laughs> It's two 17-year-olds go speeding off towards their dooms. Uh, so there's a point where, where, where uh, Han's getting ready to go get in the Falcon and go fucking get him again. But Luke's like, no, actually, they're right. They're the best choice for this, as good as anyone else would be. Yeah, he's like, I mean, fucking, they're probably right that the two of them would do better than Mara and me because we're better off doing, like, actual shit. Yeah, he, well, Luke's like, well, I'm going to be given command of a squadron of X-Wings from the Rejuvenator, and that's really good. Yeah, it's, like, it is a 
it's better for me to be piloting and murdering people than to just fuck around in a big weird ice dildo. Yeah. Now this chapter goes long. I was fully expecting that we were almost done here. Oh no, because at that point we've got to have uh, all of them just have the conversation about like, oh, I wish my kids weren't Jedi Knights. I well, they're out you, there, Luke. They're out there being all gung ho about things and trying to be heroes. Luke was like, "Hey, it's not my fault. They're Jedi Knights. You had sex with a Jedi, and the EU is a dynastic situation when it comes to Jedi. That's rules. what happens. It's it, believe Look, me. If I hadn't trained them, they'd have exploded like Ezra Miller in those Fantastic Beast movies. All I'm saying is, fucking a Jedi is sexually transmitted disease. So." <laughs> <laughs> Han, yeah. you're also a Jedi now. Anytime you have sex, there's Joey and Salvatore watching. And <laughs> hey, we're going to transmit this. <laughs> I guess we got to go with his kids now. What? What? All right. Look, you had a little baby. <laughs> oh, ain't you cute? Salvatore's going to make sure nobody fucks with you. <laughs> and me, Joey, I'm going to teach you how to properly chop garlic for Italian food. And how to rap. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought Salvatore was the rapper. Are they both rappers? <laughs> Everyone's a rapper in this universe. Uh, uh, anyway, yes. A they, couple of guys. Instead of going like, oh, I'm just going to take the Falcon and run out, they're like, okay, what we're going to do is just fucking take everyone. Because mm -hmm. if they go out there and they're not seen, then us jumping in there is going to alert them and it'll fuck up the plan to do reconnaissance. Mm -hmm. And if they are seen... Just the Falcon is not going to do anything. Yeah. So instead, let's just take the whole fleet, since Warshak's going to do it anyway. Let's just head on in there with everything. Mm -hmm. So, eh, we may as well all show up at once. Yeah, yeah, so that that is indeed the plan. And then we finally check in. I think, is this where we finally check in with our uh, our our uh, Vong friends? Uh, Nope. No? Okay. Because uh, we find out before this is done that fucking kip is being given command of us of a wing of x-wings imagine what that conversation must be like as kip goes striding out in front of like 11 other x-wing pilots and is like hey good perfect my last 11 died hey right. anybody got uh one other jedi and 12 more idiots because <laughs> i gotta remake my squad that died <laughs> hey what do you guys call yourselves oh we're blue squadron sir sir no you're kip's avengers <laughs> Uh, that's not how the, that's how this works. <laughs> I'm Kip Duran, galaxy hero and horrible genocide. <laughs> do what I say or I'll kill all of you. And also do what I say and I'll kill all of you. <laughs> Kip Duran. <laughs> Quit giving this guy stuff. So yeah, uh, they take off the Falcon and the Jade Saber go out and then we uh, cut over to Jaina and Jason heading towards the planet. Yeah. They are doing, uh, as I said before, the same maneuver that Luke had done before, where they're just getting as close to the sun as they can and looping back around so that they can't be seen visually and it blocks the sensors. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just going to shoot you out of the torpedo tube at the planet. I'm just going to eyeball it. But we're going to get real close to the sun first. And Jane, or Jason's like, oh, shoot, I'm going to get a full body sunburn. Because apparently he's not in a torpedo tube. He's just hanging off the bottom of the ship. Well, no, he's in the torpedo tube. It's just that the mining ship is like clear. It's a clear glass torpedo. So tube. when he gets shot out, he's going to be oh, okay. just sort of exposed he to light. He just means for the brief period after he gets shot out of the torpedo tube. He's well, it's not even out. brief. He's got to go from the sun to the planet. Yeah. So, so and yeah, he's not allowed to use any sort of propulsion system outside of getting shot. Now, for a fascinating bit of information, he is currently dressed in a skirt he stole from the uh, the Eugene Vong, the yeah. dead ones, and, and that's that's all he's wearing. And he's so scared that this skirt might not have been what guys wear. Oh man, Apparently, if he's wearing a lady skirt, then he'll never live it down. So. I don't know. I'm not sure why he thought he would steal her. I guess because he's going to pretend to be one of them. Well, because he can't pretty much wear anything because it's so cramped in there. The only thing that he could wear that would cover up his dongus from being exposed to the world was a very loose skirt. Are we establishing that Jason is huge? Is that what we're going through here? Because otherwise... Again, what is the point of this mining vessel if you can't put a guy in it? Well, in his can, clothes. Oh, you can put a guy on it. You just have to shoot a naked, afraid miner at a planet 
in a dildo that explodes outward from ice and has to get in before the ice re and again, solidifies. This, thing, this thing was built to be fired into frozen ice water planets, which means that you shoot naked dudes at ice planets who can't afford to wear wetsuits because those are way too big. So the only possible usage of this is to shoot a naked guy who's got extra galactic, sk- super skinny biotechnology wetsuit that he's going to put on afterwards. Hey, the ship protects you from the cold. If you don't get out, I could have. Made, it would have been okay if they had made one mention of like this ship was invented by the Chadra fan or something. It was like there's a reason. Oh, they that- wouldn't invent that. They're terrified of water. <laughs> That's true. You would have known that if you had listened to the our expanded, expounded universe system mastery on Patreon two dollar level. <laughs> They're terrified of water, but maybe it was built for an Ugnot or an Ewok or something. Anything to explain why this ship is so completely stupid. Ugh. Anyway, they are going to line it up. He's got to sit in the tube, and he can't use any, like, jet thrusters or anything like that because that would alert the Vong to their presence. So he has to just sort of make sure that Jaina points them correctly from however many million miles away that they are. Because mm-hmm. this is the fourth planet of the Hels- Helska system that they are shooting from the sun at. Yes, that's correct. So they're shoot- So they're hiding in the sun, and they get ready to fire him off, and then indeed they do. Yeah. He goes barreling towards the planet, and it mm-hmm. looks like Jaina's aim is true, but as he gets closer... He begins to hear in his mind a cry for help. Oh yeah, but that's definitely coming from the planet. He is. It's not Jaina. So he's no. Like, he's like, oh, there's a cry of distress for help coming from that planet, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, it's not coming from the place where I am going to land. So he adjusts his trajectory to land closer to land near it. But of course, he has to use his rockets to do that, which means he is spotted. Yep. And so de- coral skippers begin to descend upon him. He has no shielding and no weapons, and he can't turn, so luckily they're far away. Oh, yeah. They're coming in, and they're coming in fast. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, I'll, I'll reach the planet before they get here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Right? We'll, we'll find out. I mean, we'll find out still right now, because yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this doesn't end the chapter. Uh, the shape charge goes off and blows a huge hole in the side of the planet, obscuring him from the laser or the lava fire of the of the coral skippers. And he tampon applicates into the planet. Yeah, and they can't follow him obviously if, because apparently the ice refree- refreezes almost instantly. That actually does make sense because the planet doesn't have an atmosphere, and the coral skippers don't really have like weapons to do this sort of maneuver. So his current hope is that they figure he probably died in that crash. Yeah, he's like, I hope they think that I just slammed into the planet and that explosion was my ship and not the charge that got me through. Yeah, So, but he has survived, <laughs> although the distraction of, of uh, his landing has nearly knocked him unconscious. But then the ship grows a little pair of arms, clips itself to the ice surface above, and he puts on all the uh, the tech that he brought with him, all the, uh, all the biotech. He has an Oogleth masker and the Vol... I think they're called Voliths? Or Nulliths? Nulleth. It's Nulleth. Yes. The Nulleth. Nulleth. That's the starfish face mask. Yeah. So he puts on his Oogleth cloaker. I mean, technically, we go back to Jaina first, but yes. Sure. Fine. Go back to Jaina. It doesn't matter. He did that. He did that, and also, meanwhile... Meanwhile, Jaina... Her instruments pick up that Jason used the thrusters, and she's like, that dumb son of a bitch... And then she's like, well, hopefully they don't notice me. Oh, they noticed me. Yeah. <laughs> and she does what any good pilot does and tries to hide in the sun. Well, you know, not in it, but she's like, I guess if I go around to the other side of the sun, maybe they won't be able to tell I'm there. Mm-hmm. And she's doing a real good job for being in a shitty, like, just not even mining ship, but a ship to take something to go mine. I mean, presumably it's a mining ship. It is called the Merry Miner. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole point of it is that it's thick. Maybe it's a miner's ship and not a mining ship. Yeah. Okay. So she can get this done because the ship is super thick and... Mm -hmm. Two seas, sure. Yeah. And uh, she flies around. Doesn't matter. Fucking... They're uh, on her. The rest of them are just like, no, we don't care. We're going to follow you. There's a lot of us and there's one of you, so we're just going to zip around until we've got you surrounded. And then she's like, well, time to send out an apology to everybody via the force. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I fucked up like an idiot. 
Uh, meanwhile, Jason puts on his dumb mask and cloaker. Wouldn't you know it, it's a violating experience as he is penetrated by thousands of tiny needles. He tries to meditate, and even his force training can't stop the feeling of being absolutely violated by this weird little spine cloak. To be clear, that is definitely the Evazon and Ponda Baba show of this book. Yes. Is, is uh, humans <laughs> describing the feeling of having to put on Oogleth stuff. I mean, not just humans. The Vong also yeah, describe the it. The difference is that the Vong are into it. Oh, yeah, humans the Vong like, love it. The humans are always like, ugh, this is a violate. Oh, no, it's deep-throating me. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why this ship has this ability, but he puts on the cloaker and the little starfish mask, and then he hits some buttons and just gets ejected out into the water, and mm-hmm. it's not like oh, this is an ejection system like as if you were crashing, it opens up a thing, fills up the inside with water, and then, like, a little hatch opens and he slides out. Yes. So it's just seems like it was made to have you do that, and it, yet... It, it, it must be made for a small aquatic species, and I am I am trying my best to think of one right yeah, now. Yeah, just racking my brains, because I'm like... It's not like a Mon Cal's going to fit in there. His head wouldn't fit in there. Mon Cal's and Quarren are both bigger than people. Uh, yeah, S- I Salonians don't understand. are way bigger than people. Uh, I- I'm racking my brains for a small aquatic sentient species, and I'm not hitting one. Yeah. So he goes into the water, and he's like, oh, it's not cold. And I take an experimental breath, and oh, I'm not drowning. Ah, good. All this stuff works. Hooray. Yeah, this is good. I didn't die. And then he starts picking his way towards the uh, the lights he sees from the nearby base. Yeah, he's just sort of crawling along the ice surface mm-hmm. towards the signal that he hears. Yeah. And he's like, there's a lights of a base, but it's not coming from there. The distress signal is coming from, like, over yonder. So, that's so I'm going to start go. going towards that way. Yes. I think we skipped over the little part in this this pair of chapters where we, we meet up with the... Uh, the prefect with the with the uh, Vong for a second, but who cares? There is no Vong in these. Oh, they, they, okay, maybe I'm just remembering. You're remembering it. last week's a lot from Weird. Anakin and the Vong. Weird. All Weird. that was last week. Okay, sure. So anyway, uh, he he picks his way along, and uh, I, I think at that point we cut back to Jaina. Yeah, she, yeah, because she's basically run out of tricks. Yes, she's like, I don't really have anything left that I can do. The Mary Minor has no weapons. It's got barely any shields yeah so well i guess i'll send out a sort of distress force call and then the rejuvenator cloak or uh, uh, pops in out of, out of warp and everyone's fine yeah it decloaks it decloaks and pops in out of warp both at the same it, time it does both those things and then it does the same thing that every star trek ship does which is approach from stage right and then just sort of face each other like they're gonna crash into each other <laughs> and, like they're gonna have a conversation or something uh i love that i love that you never get the point where someone like warps in and they're just sort of under a ship pointing at the bottom of them or something yeah well star trek follows kind of a narrative convention where the galactic plane is universally well they do have a galactic north yeah that they're like oh this has decided how space works yeah everyone has decided to not go above or below each other it's like that was rude that was that's, that's rude and and then also that they line up to face each other instead of like pulling up alongside each other or something yeah but out comes the rejuvenator and a whole bunch of fighters and wouldn't you know it saying hey there you need some help is <laughs> kipteron good old kipteron spends time when he flies by waggling the wing of the x-wing at her this is a great place for me to show pride we're my the site of my second or third biggest failure i'm not sure well i'm gonna come out here and be super cocky against the things that absolutely fucked me and everyone else up and just sort of waggle my wings and be like, hey, how's it going? Actually, I feel a lot more comfortable here the second time because I brought an instrument of genocide with me. Say hi, War Shack. (laughs) That's my favorite. It's like a security blanket. I don't go nowhere lest I have a giant turbo laser battery backing me up. So, yeah. Uh, She hears her dad is there and Luke is there and she's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, she's like, hey, "Hey, uh, I'm in a little trouble, and her dad, Han, has to be like, you're going to be in a lot more trouble when you get back on the ship, Missy. Oh, you. I'll I'll waggle a finger at you and then turn my back so you can go on another adventure. Uh, And Jane, of course, has to let them know, like, hey, uh, hey, 
Jason's still down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, uh, help, help me out, and then we got to figure out what to do about Jason. Please, please don't blow up the planet yet. Well, you know, as it turns out, Jason is now lining up with a bunch of uh, of Yuzhen Vong people who. <laughs> Apparently, Yuzhen Vong are just humans with scars all over them because they are not. In, they don't worry at all about this dude with like hair and shit showing up. No, because the cloaker completely covers is covering everything. him up. He says there's only a small bit, basically around the eyes that you can see. Yes. So for them, they see he doesn't really have like the one in charge only has one eye, mm-hmm. and. He's like, oh, in the descending rank, you can see who's in behind, and it goes in rank for who's got the fewest scars and tattoos. So because I have no scars or tattoos, like, around my eyes, like, oh, you must be a super low-ranking dude. So if, like, you're a Yuzhan Vong guy and you get in a car crash, do they consider that stolen valor? <laughs> so like, oh, no, I didn't earn these these scars in a cool way. I, like, fell Except in a- everyone doesn't earn them in a cool way. They just cut themselves know, and punch themselves. themselves in the face. Which is weird, because you think, okay, that means the person who is the highest rank is, like, the most, what, G.G. Allen out of the group? The one who's the most willing to get on stage and cut himself up with broken bottles and rub shit on himself? Well, yeah, because it's, what is the level of, like, pain tolerance and dedication you can show so you know if you're at a low level you're like oh i can make some superficial cuts or i can get some tattoos you get up above that and you're like i don't know maybe i'll break my nose but you know if you actually say i will cut my own goddamn die out with a spoon they're like oh shit make this guy a general or something i'm your war master the goatsy guy <laughs> I'm willing to just fuck myself up so hard. Watch how hard I can spread open my asshole. My God, what is that Vong doing to his anus? <laughs> but yeah, that's he, his ring of leadership. A bunch of Vongs show up, and they just kind of like motion for him to get in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you, obviously one of us, but not high-ranking. Get in the back. We're headed over to see the prisoners. Yeah, and so he gets in the back uh, to see the prisoner. And they and they do. Yeah, they pop up out of the water and there's uh Miko Reglia and Danny Key. And Danny Key and he's like, "Holy shit, Miko. Oh my god, that I know that Jedi. I got to talk to him. I just beat his record. He'll want to know." Miko, Miko. Miko, I fucked your shit up. Miko, you suck. <laughs> You're not worthy, Miko. <laughs> Miko. <laughs> but yeah, he Hey gets- guys, guys, tell him he's not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up there. And apparently they're like, they turn around and like point at the hole and they're like, yeah, Yuthgo. He's yeah. like, oh, I guess whoever the lowest rank has to guard the hole. Yuthgo, Bush B-Boy. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, so he's supposed to guard the, he's supposed to be on sentry duty and guard the hole that they're open. So I guess so Danny doesn't escape or, you know, Jason doesn't come in. Uh, but instead he pulls his lightsaber and starts chopping. Well, first they first, go. First. They're, they beat m- uh, Reglia up. Oh, yeah. And he's like, like, come on, buddy, time to die. And, you know, Danny's like, fucking stop it. You're not going to do it. You've kept saying you're going to kill him. Don't listen to the Miko. You're fine. And then he realizes, oh, wait a minute. That distress call wasn't coming from Reglia. It was coming from Danny. Yeah. So I don't know if that means that she has force powers, that she has force powers, or if he she was just in such distress that he could pick that up. Yeah, we don't know. But anyway, that's enough for him. Because at but this then point, they see his lightsaber and they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, no, hiding it now. Yeah, it's go time. So he hey, pulls- Miko, let's do this. So, yeah, he tries to call for Miko to go all Jedi force with him. But Miko's beat up and mentally destroyed. Oh, yeah. The second they let him go to like go after jason he just collapses yeah well jason just immediately cuts the leg off one of them who collapses to the ground howling about it i guess he's probably howling like yes i just went up two ranks (laughs) fuck you buddy i got no leg that beats no eye now i don't have to rake leaves (laughs) but yeah the it ends with him facing down basically just four other vong by himself he'll be fine because we've entered the time in the book where they turn into mindless foes and not amazing combatants like yeoman car well i mean we only got two chapters left exactly so something has to happen are we, are we down to two left i thought it was four uh no i think we're are we down to four yeah i think it's four there's two episodes left oh two episodes yeah, yeah there you go two well, episodes it's not so, two so chapters he's definitely gonna cut these guys apart and then move on with his day but there you go, but that's where it ends the chapter. This is Jason's fight, he realizes. Oh, End of no. chapter. So yeah. 
Uh, I'm sure he'll beat them up, and we'll get Danny Key out, and uh, maybe, maybe Miko. Let's find out who Danny Key is going to be the love interest for, huh? Shall we? Hey, because that's what these books do. So there you go. We're we're getting right up to the end of this, mm-hmm. and I have this is one of the very few where I didn't know how this was going to end because I'm like. Well, what the fuck is the star? De- is the star destroyer just going to get blown up, and our heroes are the only ones who escape? Or uh, given that what's going to happen the star here? It's going to be very unusual. Well, no, well, no they're the in Falcon. the Jade Saper, the Falcon, and an X-wing. That's right. They're all going to be fine. So yeah, I assume that that star destroyer is toast. Yeah, they're going to use Dovin Basils to smash it into the sun or something. Oh, I assume they're just going to like have the world ships because there's three of them. Yeah. I'm sure two of them just show up and blow that thing to fucking Kingdom Come. Yes. So that's probably what's going to happen, but we'll find out as we move forward in the chapters. Yep. And in the meantime, what we're going to go do next is find interesting things on Wikipedia and talk about them. But let's not discuss that. No. I see no reason to talk yeah, about Yeah, we've already talked about that enough. Yeah, you're right. Let's not talk about Patreon.com slash System Mastery, where you can unlock the bonus content for $2. Yeah, let's not talk about that $2 level that also gets you content for System Mastery, or even the $5 one mm-hmm. that gets you the monthly content of the Afterthought let's, let's and talk- access to premium channels on our discord let's not discuss how it usually costs about 10 bucks a month to unlock seven bonus episodes a month generally speaking yeah let's not bring that up why bother why bother Mm -hmm. anyway i want to thank you all so much for listening we'll see you in the bonus content if you feel like showing up or otherwise we'll see you in a little while uh with more expounded universe and until we do i've been in lens lee's and i gotta steal these death sticks and go on an adventure and tell no one 